hearing on basic freedoms in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. With music, news and information, this is Radio 3. News Wrap, a full roundup of the day's stories from home and overseas. Every evening we speak directly to the people behind the news and making the news. Plus the day's finance and what's happened in the world of sport. News Wrap, 6pm weeknights on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, just after 8.30 now on Radio 3, uh, good morning from us here. Uh, time to look at the latest in the weather. Northeast monsoon is uh, bringing uh, fine weather to the coast of Guangdong. We're going to stay with that fine weather, apparently dry as well, for the next few days. A maximum temperature today around 27 degrees with light to moderate easterly winds. And as, as I said, more sunshine uh, to be expected over the next couple of days. The maximum UV index for today is about 11, which makes the UV radiation extreme, apparently. Uh, yellow fire danger warning is in force. The fire risk is a little higher. I just noticed that from the observatory. Latest air temperature, 21 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity at uh, 78%. Good morning and welcome to Money Talk Extra with me, Peter Lewis. This is a program about personal finance, investment and entrepreneurship. One of the things we've tried to emphasise over the past few weeks is the importance of planning when it comes to decisions relating to your finances. The earlier you start thinking about life-changing events, the better off you'll be. That couldn't be truer than when it comes to planning for your retirement. This week, we're going to focus on the topic of provisioning for old age. We'll look at why it's important to start planning when you're young, not just for retirement, but for things like saving for a mortgage and building a pot of savings. Jimmy Lamb talks to a retiree and discusses the issues he faces. And in our investment segment, I'll discuss some important changes to the mandatory Provident Fund scheme with the chairman of the MPF Schemes Authority. As always, I'd like to hear from you. If you need help with a personal financial issue or have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the programme, please do email me at moneytalk.rthk.hk. And you'll also find a summary of today's programme and links to plenty of resources on our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. A recent report by CLSA shows that if you save between the ages of 21 and 30 and then stop, you'll have more in savings than a saver who starts at 30 and stops at 70. So believe it or not, saving for 10 years can give you a bigger pension than saving for 40 years, providing you start early enough. It's not that I recommend you stop saving at 30, but it does show the power of compound interest on your savings. Compound interest is what Albert Einstein called the eighth wonder of the world. It's important to start thinking about planning when you're young, the earlier you start saving, whether it be for a home, children's education or retirement, the better off you'll be. Joining me now is someone who knows firsthand the importance of building, saving and planning when young, because she's done it herself. I'm pleased to welcome to Money Talk Extra Viola Lam, Vice Chair Lady of the Hong Kong General Chamber of Young Entrepreneurs. Good morning, Viola. Hi, good morning, Peter. So can I ask you, first of all, how yeah. old are you? Yeah, I'm lucky to be 30 now. So still very young. Yeah, and you were Youth Entrepreneur of the Year in 2015. Yes. So can you tell me what did you do to become Youth Entrepreneur of the Year? 
Uh, I started my uh, education business uh, five years ago, and so I teach really well, I guess. And then um, I started to teach offline, which means I have my own centers. And then later on, we start to work on software. We use AI and facial detection in order to help the kids to learn. So that is mostly what I'm doing. So now I'm serving more than 30 schools, and then I'm teaching more than 30,000 kids within my network. So that business has become a very successful business by the sounds of it. Yes, and I teach math. So if you talk about money in my math, I love it. So you'll and understand that point about compound interest and the yeah. saving when you're young. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously have to do a lot of planning to be successful in your business. Do you do the same thing for your personal finances as well? I'm kind of like a venture, I would say. To be honest, in, in the first, first part when I started my business, I didn't save up a lot. And, but I didn't get any loans or anything, but I just keep working in order to, to use my earnings in order to put in my business. So I'm quite lucky. But when later on, when business is getting better, so I start to have a saving habit. Because in the past, my parents, they teach me to be a saver. So I cannot save quite a lot of money every month. But I didn't buy a house yet. <laughs> and, and what are you saving for in particular? Uh, for me, because I teach math, so saving is something really important, but it depends on what you use it. What is the aim of saving? For me, saving, I classify in three different groups. For example, the saving, the first part is for long-term goal. For example, I, I want to have some financial freedom later on, or I wanted to further invest in my company. So that is first part. But the second part is like um, the current short-term expenses that I want to save up. For example, I would like to go for a holiday or I would like to go for fun within a, a, a several quarters, I would say in that way. But the, the last part, I will save up for some occasional events. For example, if my friends get married, all of a sudden they, they need me to pay something to buy a gift or whatsoever. So that kind of saving, I would consider as an emergent savings in that way. But I do save up for example, like 20% of my incomes. 20% of your income yes. a, a month. Yes. I, I earn quite a lot, so it's, it's, it's good enough. <laughs> and you Joking. say that you don't have a, a house at the moment. Is it your plan to buy a house? And are you saving for that uh, right now? Um, for Hong Kong people, everybody want to have a house. I can say if you buy a house in Monopoly, it's easy. But in Hong Kong, if you buy a house in this way, it's not easy at all. And then I also have a little dream to buy a house, but not now. But now it's relatively high. So mm -hmm. I will see if the market is going down, then I will forecast later on, but not now. And are you already thinking about saving for later in life, for as you get older? And even when you retire, you're still young, I know. But do you think about that now? For sure, because um, in in Chinese, they have a belief that normally they buy a house, they use the rent later on they, to get the, the earnings to in order to sustain the, the, the life when they get retired or something. But for the younger generation like us, to be honest, a lot of people, they love to spend a lot of money. But the reason why I want to save up is I wanted to expand my business or I want to have some financial freedom. It doesn't mean to have a house or anything, but you have choice to choose when mm -hmm. it comes to have any opportunities. So 
could you explain a little bit to our listeners, and particularly maybe our younger listeners, how and why it is important to start saving early from your experience? This is the funny part. Uh, to be honest, I've been teaching for quite a long time, especially on math. So I used to teach uh, like uh, secondary school kids. So normally they don't save up any money. Even if when they graduated, I still make friends with them. I know them really well. And they tell me, oh, Ms. Lam, I don't need to save any money because I, I, I don't have a goal. I, I don't have a wish later on. I think when I get my family, then I will start to save up. That That's just their thinking. But if they save up, some of them, they start to save up quite early. So when they get to the mid of 20s, they see the difference. Some of them, they start to have their own financial achievement. I would say, for example, like they may start a small business. They may start to have their own apartments or something like that, while the others don't. So when they see at that moment, then they was like, I, I should do something. But it's always when they come to a point, they realize this is already too late. If you do it early upfront, then you have more chances. You have higher chances to win also. So from what you're saying, it sounds like young people have good financial knowledge, but quite bad financial habits in many cases. They believe they have a long life, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, young people find it hard to save. So what advice could you give? You know, If you're particularly on a low salary, sometimes it is very hard, isn't it, to put a little bit aside. But even if it's a small amount, it is important, isn't it? Even if it's just a small amount each week or each month to start, start early. Yeah, yeah, this is a good idea. Because um, in saving, there is a way. It's like a habit. It's, it's something It's mentally in your mind. So if you start earlier, if you start just a little bit of money, for example, like several hundred dollars or several thousand dollars, once you start it, you will feel the good of it. Mm. So I would suggest the kids or suggest a young adult when they start to work early, then they will have every month, for example, like 10% or 5% of the savings, a little bit from the salary. Then they can put it in somewhere they cannot touch it. Like they have an account and then they can... For example, they can put the money there, but they, they don't have a card or anything. They just put it there. At least once they save up for it, one a year, later on they can see the amount, they will, they will feel it. So they can continue. It's like a habit. In research, some people say it takes 21 days to make a habit, but I would say it takes three months in order to have a very good habit. So they should start early. This is the first thing. And the second thing is when they want to purchase something, is it really need to buy it? We never see a headline about a bread line today And when we see the landlord, we can look at guy right in the eye in That's Viola Lab, Vice Chair Lady of Hong Kong General Chambers of Young Entrepreneurs. Retirement can be a daunting thought, so much so that many people don't like to think about it and put off planning for it until later in life. So where do the financial resources for our retirement come from? Jimmy Lamb spoke to Bruno Lee, Senior Managing Director at Manu Life Asset Management, and retiree Patrick Lee. Well, talking about retirement, according to an OECD survey, only half of the people feel that uh, they are confident about retirement. And when the OECD survey asked them, so where is the source of uh, post-retirement um, financial support? Um, 79% of the people say that it will be coming from saving, followed by about uh, 59% uh, will be from the retirement benefit like the MPF, and then about 35% coming from the children's or family support. 
So as a result, I think overall um, there is a need for people to uh, start saving for their private pension on top of what is being uh, arranged by the government as well. And also, according to our uh, own company proprietary survey, we find that you know generally people think they can save uh, up to about five million Hong Kong dollar at the point of retirement to support their post-retirement, uh, which tends to be um, on the low side given the longevity. And how much money do we actually need for in uh, retirement? Uh, there is a rule of thumb that we use. 25 times of uh, what people needed in the first year of uh, retirement or the before they retire. So um, um, what we found out is that for the people that we have surveyed in our own proprietary research, uh, people said that on average they can only save up to about 8.5 times of their annual spend. Um, as a result, there is a significant shortfall in terms of what they needed, about 25 times of what they would spend in the first year of retirement uh, versus uh, the 8.5 times that they think they can actually save up. So based on that, uh, we believe there are a couple of things that uh, can help people to, uh, to get a better preparation for their retirement. Number one uh, is to save uh, as early as possible and to develop a good habit of saving uh, part of their income uh, for uh, retirement purposes. Uh, the other uh, areas that they can focus on is um, uh, understanding of the longevity risk. Uh, because um, people are living longer because of better medi medical um, technology and so forth, uh, so the longevity will lead to a, um, you know, a longer time um, after retirement. And finally, I think uh, people also need to be aware of uh, if they are a bit short of uh, preparation and financially for the retirement, um, do not kind of take extra level of risk um, that they are not comfortable with um, because that will, um, you know, kind of uh, affect their post-retirement uh, total wealth um, when, the, when they have retired and they don't have any income. So uh, I think the attitude for risk needs to be adjusted accordingly as well. I'm also joined by our Money Talk Extra listener, Patrick Lee. Can you tell us your current financial situation? Um, I retired 10 years ago. I'm so lucky that I uh, have uh, about uh, $2 million uh, for my retirement. Uh, and then I use this money to uh, invest in the stock market or uh, commodity market or foreign exchange. Uh, but... Uh, I, I can gain uh, uh, for average of uh, 10,000 per month. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, last year, I uh, give my son 1.5 million for him to buy a house uh, or is a, a down payment. I, I only have uh, 500,000 in hand and then I use it to continue my uh, investment. Uh, but uh, you can really note that uh, using 500,000 to maintain uh, earning of uh, 10,000 per month is not a very easy job. Uh, you have to think very hard to invest uh, and then 
pay more attention in the current market. Uh, so uh, it is a very hard time. And how much are you spending each month? Around ten thousands per month in uh, monthly spending. And how about your wife's situation? Uh, my wife is uh, working in a small and private company, and she will retire within in within two years' time. Uh, but uh, we don't expect to have a quite large amount of MPF received. So uh, I discussed with her about how to change our life, especially in expenses. Uh, or traveling expenses, uh, especially for site visit, uh, we need to reduce it. What question do you have for our advisor? Uh, now there is the improvement in the medical science. Uh, we will have a uh, long ages, uh, especially uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, maybe I will have a ninety. Uh, so. I have 30 years or more to go. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'm still worrying about uh, the life in the next 30 years uh, because uh, inflation may happen. You heard there from Money Talk Extra listener and retiree Patrick Lee. He made the very important point that medical advances mean that we are living longer than any previous generation and our financial resources may not go as far as we anticipated. Jimmy spoke to Alvin Lamb of Skylar Professional Development Resources to see what advice he could offer Patrick. Um, Alvin, Patrick used to have a sizable investment portfolio of about $2 million, but it's drastically reduced to about 500000 after he sponsored his son for his home purchase. How important is it for Patrick to adjust his expected return? Actually, he had made an impetuous decision in last year. In general, parents certainly want their children to have good future. However, for Patrick, uh, he is actually sacrificing himself to make his son good. When he had $2 million in the past, he could earn on average 10000 per month. That is around 120000 per year, which is around 6% of the capital. The return was realistic after taking certain kind of risks. Now he has only 500000 So if he still wants to get 120000 income in one year, the annual return must be increased to 24%. I don't think it's a reasonable expectation. So if he continues to invest in this way, uh, assuming there's no gain or loss, I'm afraid that his savings will be consumed in four years. And two weeks ago, like the government announced the Hong Kong MC, Hong Kong Mortgage Corporation, is going to launch the public annuity scheme um, where you invest a sum of money and then you get periodic monthly return. Uh, and is this something Patrick can consider investing? Yes, the Hong Kong MC will launch a live annuity product in next year and further details of the product will be announced soon. According to the given information from the press, uh, by paying one million Hong Kong dollar as premium to the product, a man at age 65, he can get a guaranteed amount of 5000 to 5800 per month until death. The product actually is good to the public because it is guaranteed by the government. However, for the case of Patrick, he has only 500000 So if he puts all the money into the annuity, he will get only 2500 to 2900 per month. And I'm afraid it's not sufficient for his household spending. And is this type of uh, annuity product common in the private market as well? 
Uh, indeed, in the market, many insurance companies offer similar types of products. However, in the low interest environment uh, globally, I'm afraid the return cannot be high. But the uh, advantage of this product or this launching is good because it can help increase the public awareness of the retirement planning. And if this product can't help Patrick that much, uh, what advice would you give to Patrick? Uh, for Patrick, I think first of all, he must not take any high risk again in order to earn the same income. Uh, in addition, he should not bring the son as the decision was made by both of him and also the son. And on the other hand, what should he do now is to first to adjust his living standard to spend less. And also he should investigate whether he has other assets uh, which can help to increase or to generate income. For example, if he has a property, he may consider to apply the reverse mortgage. And he should also talk to the son seriously to see what he can do for the parents. And also, he should review his insurance policies if, uh, so that he knows how much coverage he has. In case he feels sick or an accident, he should have other type of compensation for him. And also, he needs to keep peaceful mind to make the health better to avoid uh, any unnecessary medical expenses. Finally, he may consider review the living arrangement to explore the possibility of selling the property to and then to rent to generate cash flow for his living. That's Jimmy Lamb talking to Alvin Lamb, money coach at Skylar Professional Development Resources. One important vehicle for planning for retirement in Hong Kong is the Mandatory Provident Fund. Recently, there have been some important changes in the scheme that you need to know about with the launch of the default investment strategy. I went to speak to Dr David Wong, chairman of the Mandatory Provident Fund Schemes Authority. I started by asking him to explain the key features of the default investment strategy. It's a very basic kind of an investment strategy. It serves a two purposes. First of all, for people who are not very initiated about how to invest their portfolio in the MPF, this could be the answer for them. So hence the name of default investment strategy. A second key feature is that um, the fee cost for this uh, fund is kept at the 95 basis points or 0.95%. And that's much lower than uh, what uh, average funds are charging for our MPF system right now, which is about 1.57% uh, on average. So um, there is about a 40% discount from the uh, current average cost. So hopefully that would provide a cheaper alternative as well for our scheme members. And there's two funds, I think, in the default investment strategy, aren't they? Could you explain a little bit about the difference between them? Correct. Um, well, basically, the idea is very simple. For people who are uh, age 50 or below, uh, basically, their funds would be invested uh, 60 to 40 percent in uh, equity and um, fixed income. So 60% equity and 40% of fixed income. And then at the age of 50, uh, we will gradually de-risk their portfolio, meaning that we would reduce the uh, portion in equity and then increase the portion in the fixed income until they hit the age of uh, 65, where then 80% uh, of their investments would be in fixed income and 20% in equity. So that fits in with the strategy of as you get older, um, really you should be more cautious, whereas when you're younger, you can take much more risk in the financial markets. Correct. So uh, basically, you know, we're providing a very simplified form of uh, investment for people who otherwise uh, they 
don't know very much about investing or they don't really want to think about it too much. So this would be the default strategy for people who otherwise do not want to make any choices as to how to invest in MPF funds. And are these funds actively managed, passively managed? How, how do you invest? Uh, actually, they could be uh, you know, either passively or actively managed. Uh, the, the thing is that the, the mix is fixed uh, between the, the equity and the uh, fixed income. Uh, but uh, some of our trustees uh, could choose uh, a more active investment strategy. Other could uh, follow a more tracking uh, passive type of investment strategy. Um, when you invest in equities, could these be international equities as well, emerging markets? Actually, that's basically the, uh, the requirement because uh, the benchmark uh, for these uh, investment funds are really uh, very global uh, indexes um, you know, for uh, whether they are equity or fixed income. And is the default investment strategy the same across all the MPF schemes? Well, basically, uh, they both uh, share the same uh, fee cap, which is uh, 95 basis points. And also in terms of the uh, asset mix, uh, that's being fixed. But other than that, I think that the uh, fund managers are free to pursue you know, different strategies and the uh, different mix as well. And, and what are the potential returns do you see from this strategy? What are you looking for? Well, we can only look at the past record, uh, you know, for that um, answer. And of course, uh, even the past performance, uh, you know, as they always say, is the no guarantee for future uh, returns. But the thing is that, uh, you know, in the past uh, 16 years, since the inception of the uh, MPF system, uh, our mixed assets uh, funds have returned uh, on average about 3.9%. Uh, compared to the uh, overall average of about uh, 3.3% for all the uh, MPF funds uh, combined. So that, uh, you know, in a way that, uh, depending on how you look at it, um, but uh, 3.3% overall uh, compared to 1.8% inflation rate, um, you know, there there is a net gain from uh, investing in these uh, MPF portfolios even after uh, inflation in real terms. If I wanted to opt out, can I do that? Uh, yes, uh, you know, uh, as with uh, all these uh, MPF schemes, uh, fund members uh, are free to uh, really switch uh, between funds, um, you know, at their own choice, uh, with some restrictions, of course, but there are no new restrictions with this uh, new uh, DIS, um, you know, funds. And if I do decide to opt out, can I then go and opt back in later on if I change my mind? Yes, uh, you, you are free to, uh, you know, come and go, uh, you know, as with uh, all these uh, MPF funds. Again, with some restrictions of, about, you know, how many times you can do that uh, over the year. But, uh, uh, but there are no new restrictions uh, on these uh, DIS funds. Now, the, the Hong Kong Mortgage Company, they're going to introduce a life annuity scheme, which means that uh, when you get to 65, you can invest up to a million Hong Kong dollars um, into the scheme, which could be from the benefits of your um, sort of MPF scheme. And they're talking about, I think, a return of around 3 to 4%. I'm wondering what you think um, about that scheme. I think that's a great idea because I think that, uh, you know, if uh, implemented, uh, that could really complement uh, the current uh, MPF system uh, because uh, that would provide a new vehicle for people who have turned uh, 65, and they are looking for ways to uh, invest their portfolio. And uh, you know, one mechanism would definitely.
definitely be uh, this uh, annuity scheme where people could put in their money and then get a uh, fixed amount uh, per year or, or per month. Um, you know, until they, you know, leave this planet, uh, you know, altogether. So that, that could be attractive, I think, for, uh, you know, some of the people uh, turning 65 with their MPF money. And 3 to 4% in this low interest rate environment is quite an attractive return at the moment, given the current levels. Well, you know, we still have to await uh, the details uh, from the government. But I think that um, uh, one reason why it makes sense for the government to be involved in this is that uh, they could really, you know, go into more diversified investments, uh, some potentially with higher returns. Uh, and that's something that uh, perhaps uh, right now the private market, uh, you know, could not really mobilize. So I think that, uh, you know, there is a role for the government to play. And, yes, I think that, uh, you know, the, uh, the hopefully the annuities uh, could uh, come up with uh, returns that are, um, you know, satisfactory. That was David Wong, chairman of the MPFA. I hope as a result of today's discussion, you now feel more confident about tackling the daunting issue of planning for your retirement. And if there is one message above all I would like you to take away this morning, it's never too early to start to save for your retirement. In fact, the earlier the better, even if it's just a very small amount. Thank you very much for listening to Money Talk Extra this morning. Next week, we're going to discuss how to control spending and keep it within budget. Jimmy Lamb will take a look at how to deal with a gambling addiction and the financial devastation that it can bring. In our investment segment, I shall look at one of the best performing asset classes of 2017, gold. I hope you can join Jimmy and me next week. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a great weekend and a good week ahead for your finances and investments. Money Talk Extra with Peter Lewis. We'll be back, of course, next uh, Saturday. At the same time, the program was produced by Phil Whelan. This week, World Vibes has a new selection of hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet. Albeit not a few from both sides of the Atlantic... From South America to North America and the Caribbean. And from Africa to Europe. All that's on Will Vimes with me, Pierre Pablé, this Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. on Radio 3. See you then. Look at the latest on the weather front part of the news at 9. It uh, will be mainly fine and drying this day with a maximum temperature of uh, 27 degrees expected. Winds light to moderate from the east and the outlook warm with uh, sunny periods over the next couple of days. Latest air temperature 22 degrees Celsius, humidity 77%.